Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's episode is on the next big thing. What is it? It's you and him moving together as one. So listen in, and I hope that it provokes you deeper into your personal process with God. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be together today. I want to jump right in because my goal is to really get some powerful information into your hands in as quick and as sharp way as possible. So I'm glad that we're together here today on Tent Talk. So here we go. Guess what the next big thing is, my friends? The next big thing is him and you moving as one. This is God's dream to have maturing sons who will move as one with him, who care more about his heart his satisfaction, his glory, his honor, his name, and his purposes than anything else. Now that can only happen, as we often talk about here on Tent Talk, that can only happen if we really know him in that secret abiding place, that deep oneness from spirit to spirit, that uh, connection that Jesus made possible for us through the finished work of the cross, and then in the subjective work of Holy Spirit in us daily. God's not interested in just having workhorses that he can put burdens on and work, and there's a task to be done. God has always, from before the foundations of the world, longed for sons who would work with him and in him in the earth to be an expression of his life and an extension of his authority so that all could know his goodness, all could be brought to repentance, and all could come into that place of deep abiding love and oneness with him. So the next big thing, my friends, is you and him for his purposes in this hour of history. Now that means that he's got to increase your capacity for his presence Okay, which has a lot to do with your very deep personal private life because he's increasing your capacity for his presence and he's increasing your capacity for your responsibility for that which he has assigned to you, that which he has gifted you for. So this requires that we have to enroll, if you will, in what I like to call uh, the school of Christ. There can be many different ways that this can happen. Now, I've just recently realized um, as, as God is speaking to me that I am to upgrade the internships that I've done in the past and now to bring an upgrade to them that in 2020, I plan on doing an online community, uh, an online internship called um, either the Making of a Messenger or a messengers in the making. I'm not sure yet exactly of those um, uh, titles, but the point is, is that there has got to be a way and a place for the very messengers who are going to move forward with God, that they have to understand here is the way that he makes a messenger. 
And um, that is not an intellectual pursuit. It's a very private pursuit that ends up showing up in a very public way. But that private pursuit of him is the only thing that can really increase our capacity for him and even really to have the ability and the wherewithal and the desire to even allow him to increase our responsibility. Because in the natural, what begins to happen in this process is you become quite tired and weary of the way things have been. And unfortunately, when someone doesn't have the opportunity to be truly discipled or to have others speaking into their life and encouraging them in this way, what can happen is that a person... Um, when that tiredness and that weariness uh, comes and kind of a complacency and apathy comes, they tend to ditch out. They step out and they just go, oh, forget it, you know. And unfortunately, discouragement comes rather than a deepening development. And so this is what I want to encourage you in. Now, there'll be information that comes later about the online community that I'm going to invite people into uh, in the new year. But right now, I just want to speak to you right here and share some of that with you, that there's a there's a very strong place for you at the seat at the Father's table. You can learn more about that if you want to come and be a part of Cross Encounter at Christian City Fellowship with me and the phenomenal team there, October 24th through the 26th. You can go to nancymccready.com, click the green banner, register, come, be a part of that. Because we have to see things not as events, not as entertainment, but empowerment for the expansion of what God's doing in us. So Cross Encounter is not an event. It is a way of getting people ready for this time that we live in. I mean, literally um, opening up a door for people to begin to hear, what does it mean for me to have a seat at the table, to take my seat at the table? And then, as you've recently heard me speak here on Tent Talk about getting comfortable in that seat of authority, because we've got to recognize that God is dealing with us deeply in private. Anywhere that we have controversy with God and conflict with people, God is ready to deal with it. Uh, There is nothing quite like God beginning to deal with you about your controversy with him. Now, I will tell you from personal experience that typically happens Um, all along the way. One of the major things that messengers have to understand is if you're going to be matured and really let God make you um, experientially into the person you're called to be, um, it's going to be as you go with him that he uh, deals deeper and deeper with your questions about him um, and his goodness and why certain things are allowed and why are things going on and all of that, because that's deep controversy with God. And I want to say this as plainly as I can, the self-life and all of its ways of showing up, which is known as the flesh, the self-life will always, always have controversy with God. That's why it has to be killed. The only life The only nature that does not have controversy with the Father is the life of Christ himself. And if there isn't a deepening awareness of that and a deepening work of the cross and a deepening exchange within that we're being delivered from the self-life and into deeper experiential works of um, our new life, 
the life of Christ that has been given to us. That's what caused us to be born again. That's what gives us our identity, our very ability to live as sons, is you don't start trying to sharpen the old and just flip it from negative to positive. There has to be a crucifixion of the old because I don't care if it's in its evil or its good. It has a deep problem with God, period. Because it's always wondering, well, why does God let things happen to good people? And y'all know my question to that is, what do you mean? What good people? You know, we are righteous, not good. We are delivered. All right. We are those who have an exchanged life. We gave up the old nature and received a new nature altogether, which is God's nature himself. Our only hope of being able to walk out of our controversies with God is to see the horror of the old that would take God to task. I mean, I don't know if y'all have done this, but I certainly have. I mean, literally, like I'm going to take God to task and just really be like, I can't believe you let this happen. And, you know, and, and, and never forget that the old always thinks it's more faithful to God than God is to it, you know. But when we have to come to recognize that the word says it's we that we need to take to task and check to see if we are really in the faith. And there, there's powerful scripture for that. I, I'm just off the top of my head. I think it's 2 Corinthians 13, 5 in the Amplified Classic. You know, we're not taking God to task, my friends. It's time for us to allow the Holy Spirit to take us to task and evaluate, are we really in the faith, the faith of Jesus Christ, our only hope of trusting God and being clear about his goodness is that we embrace deeper and deeper the very life of Christ himself within us, because that's now our life. The life of the Son is now the life of the Son's. And when we abide in that life and allow it to be developed deeper and deeper, you better know that hell does not want this to happen, to have many sons who start to come on the scene who don't care if they have fame or fortune, that that they live to literally uh, see the glory of the Father come to pass in all of its regular, ordinary ways in everyday life. Remember, now, I'm not talking about some you know, weird, super spiritual thing that has no, no fruit, no, no, um, no ability to live in the everyday life. But my friends, this is how Jesus lived. And he did everything he did so that he could ascend to the father, pour out the Holy Spirit who would put the life within us so that we could get up and the father could have many sons who represent him. You've heard me say it many times, many sons who can step forward and basically say, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. Well, that can't happen if you have, you know, hundreds and thousands of sons who are confused about the goodness of the father. You see, I am no longer confused about the goodness of God. I have seen how he has dealt with me, his former enemy. I know his goodness. I'm not waiting for certain events in my life to happen to see the goodness of God. I know him deeply, privately, personally, in an abiding way. 
and no event on the face of this earth is going to determine who God is to me and who I am to him. See, we've got to deepen and get beyond the surface knowing of God, the surface blessings, so that as long as all is going well, all is well. But then if something happens that just completely wrecks your theology, then it needed to get wrecked. Because our theology, my friends, our doctrine is a person. And when you know him, it'll clarify all other doctrines. And you see, if this doesn't happen, let me just tell you, there, there's always a, a further down the line end game that God is working towards. And see, if we're not clear, I mean clear by the work of the cross, by the life of Christ in us, then his goodness that surrounds us, Psalm 65, 11 says, his goodness can never do what Psalm 71, 21 says, which is increase our greatness, increase our sound, increase our influence, our magnitude, our impact, increase our number and our density. You know, we've got to stop being thin-skinned Christians. And we can't continue in the thickness of flesh where we learn to protect ourselves and we got hardened and cold and went back into places of rebellion. No, this is a density and a thickness that is the thick presence of God, the thick goodness of God, the thick understanding of his ways is that there is a thickness, my friends, that is coming to us that will cause such an individual work in us to be so powerful that allows us now to integrate and walk as uh, part of the, the, the body of Christ in a way that will literally lead to uh, a great sound being released in this hour of history. And Isaiah 42.10 says that's going to be a song, a sound such as the heathen world has never heard. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. You know, sometimes I know that I seem like I'm all over the place, but what I'm trying to express to you, remember, I tell you all the time, I'm here to attempt to communicate something. I am not here to wax eloquent. I am not here to speak in such a way that your intellect is uh, you know, um, impressed, but to speak in such a way that you are awakened to your real calling, which is to him, and then to allow him then to truly prepare you and build you and develop you inwardly so that you can go anywhere at any time with anybody and do anything in this hour. The restraining order has got to come off of us where we can only, you know, be in certain situations, you know, only with certain people, you know. No, 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 my friends. God is getting all of us ready to be sent ones. He is getting all of us ready to be messengers that can be received so that his his voice can be heard, his love can be known, and the works that we were created for can be accomplished. I want to see messengers awakened. The next big thing, my friends, is you and him. And let me just close with this. You know, when Jesus sent out the group of 70, okay, he sent them, Luke 10.1 tells us, that he sent them into every city and place where he himself, listen carefully, was about to go. Oh, I love this. When Jesus sent out the 70, my friends, it was to prepare 
places and people where he himself was about to go. This God who is about to arrive is looking for those in their churches with their leadership and in geographical locations where the enemy has had great strongholds of death and bondage, where God is about to go all over this world. All right. And listen, where God is about to go and live and he's going to have habitations of his presence, pitching the tent of his presence. Before he goes, he wants to have those there who are prepared inwardly, privately, for the public work that's about to come, who will not be enamored with the attention or the enthusiasm and excitement that's about to come. There have to be those who are like the tent pigs in Isaiah 54, who go deep when it goes wide, my friends, when the tent pegs are stretched out, then they have to go deep. There have to be those of great stamina and stability so that when he comes, for those who are just hearing about it, there are those who have been hearing him, those who have been being prepared so that they can be steady, stable, thick in his presence, thick in his purposes, who are not going to be snatched away by somebody really liking you, somebody flattering you, somebody being in awe of what God does through you. You will only want to lead people to him. So let me close out with this, and uh, I will continue this uh, on another podcast because there are ways then that God wants to work that in us, in our motivations and in our practices, the way that we actually live our everyday life. All right, so what's the next big thing, my friends? It's you and him moving as one. His dream coming to pass in his people, which is the nightmare of hell. Let me make sure that you know that. Listen, the devil doesn't care if you're just a busy, you know, happy, clappy Christian. But when maturing sons step forward in the jealousy that they have for the Father and what He desires, and they live like the Son, Jesus Christ, they receive the Holy Spirit for the purposes for which He was sent, the church begins to actually function as who she really is, you better know it's going to please heaven and scare hell. The next big thing, my friends, is you and the Father moving as one as those who are a freely gathered, martyr people, spirit-led, spirit-empowered, spirit-intoxicated, who become the sharpest people in the room. God, my friends, is on the move, and He wants to move in you and through you, the two of you together, what Jesus prayed in John 17. All right? So I love you all. Think about these things. Get in the big picture with him so that all the minutia and the minute details won't wear you out. And uh, just remember, he loves you. He's come for you. And uh, I'm so glad you were with me today. Love you all. Talk to you soon. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.